Hey, welcome back to Steve Reed's uh, Comic. What's up, fellas? Hey. Hey. All right, so let's, uh, let's establish the date. It is uh, May 10th, 2023. This is a spoiler-filled podcast. We're going to be talking about the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and a lot of other stuff. Anything else we mention is fair game. This is Check. your spoiler warning. Can you see my... Uh, I, I see your raccoon cup. You like that? Uh, it's It's very nice. Did you get that at Burger King? <laughs> Kristen got uh, it for me when we first met. Dude, I got I bought a a vintage Burger King Star Wars cup just uh, over the weekend. Nice at, at a local uh, went to the Medina Operation Fandom, which is all like you know nerdy stuff, Star Wars stuff. Um, and bought bought one. Um, but so Rob is wearing a two hundred stab wound shirt that is a death metal band from Cleveland. Represent. <laughs> And it's really gory too, which Rob doesn't even like gory. Yeah, I got um, the AD he get the gory one. He's he like, ain't I wearing that out the house. He's wearing that in the garage. That's all. <laughs> I wear my other one. I wore one to the kids' game. I wore the uh, the local band shirt. La yeah, Chance. the one with just the name on it, not the bloody uh, face. <laughs> it's a little bigger. I, I, I should have well, listened it, to Sean get the XXL. <laughs> uh. You don't, you don't really need to wear a 200 stab wound shirt to like a little league game. I don't know. That's what I was that's, saying. That's not, that's excessive. Yeah. What, I'm, say, really. what I'm saying is Dude, Rob's not going to wear it out anywhere. He's not even going yeah, to wear it. I think he'll wear Circle it. I don't K. think he cares enough. Hell I don't yeah, think he cares I don't enough. Give a shoot. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll, all right. So I'll tell me, tell me about the show experience. You go to your first death metal show. Rob yes. is 65 years old. He's never been to a death metal show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Aiden wanted to go. I, I told Aiden about this band because I love this band. And it's just cool. It's cool they're from Cleveland. That's not why I support them, though. Most Cleveland bands suck. See, Mushroom Head, they're terrible. But anyway, 200 Stab Wounds kicks ass. Um, Aiden got into them. And Rob, being a good dad, took him to the show. Aiden texted me a little bit, sent me some footage. And he said he had a blast. He said it was the best experience of his life. <laughs> what he texted me. I have that in writing. He said he's going to, it's motivating him to, uh, to get his license because he wants to go to more shows like this. So you're welcome. Without his dad, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think maybe he just knows that you weren't, you weren't there for you. And he just, uh, he wants to, he wants you to, you know, not have to suffer through a bunch of death metal shows when he knows you'd rather be listening to like REO Speedwagon. I mean, So. (laughs) Does Aiden have any other friends that listen to metal? Maybe one. Uh, A lot of, people don't listen not to sean yeah <laughs> uncle yeah, sean no not sean. <laughs> uncle sean that's it uh that's a, yeah so th- it was a, it was a decent ex- did you wear earplugs no i didn't need them it wasn't that bad oh wow i mean i'm wow. deaf anyway so i probably didn't need them okay. even if it was you didn't bad. have like your ears ringing afterwards i brought them though i, I bought okay. them no my ears weren't ringing wow uh there was a section in the back that had seats so i got to sit the entire time it was nice <laughs> uh, diet coke was uh the bartender hooked me up <laughs> that's awesome could, could you smoke inside no you can't smoke uh, anywhere i was inside. like damn rob's going to go to metal shows all the time that's <laughs> but they, dude they got a, a spot outside everybody you smell nothing but skunk weed it was horrible so yeah. I just started going outside the front door because it was right where I was standing to or sitting. So it was nice. Uh, four bands played. The local band actually was pretty good. Um, the band that I thought was going to be cool called Steak Sauce Mustache. 
Um, <laughs> I bought a T-shirt. It's a cool looking shirt. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, this band looks like they're going to be pretty cool, you know? So it was the local Memphis band. It was a bunch of uh, like four guys, college students. Um, I talked to them, really nice guys, just starting off. Um, then there was uh, this band called Anamana. I don't know what it was. Really good. Um, I don't know where they're from. And then we had Steak Sauce Mustache, and they sucked balls. I didn't like it. It's, it's um, a shame that the only band you remember is the one that sucked. I'm sure these other bands could use some promotion. Right? <laughs> I can't pronounce the other one. It looks like on a, it looks like a tool name, and I can't pronounce it. But Anima? I got a shirt. I'll wear the shirt next week, and then we'll figure out what it is. Dude, how many uh, shirts did you buy? I bought a, I bought I, I bought God one damn. for every band to support God the damn, bands, dude. Man. Dude, they're only like you- like one of them was like fifteen bucks. I mean, it's like, dude, I can't even get a Hanes shirt for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then, uh, yeah, th- that band was gimmicky, and they really sucked. But uh, two hundred stab wounds was really good, man. Yeah. So, they, they, I mean, you could, you could see the tear, <laughs> and it was like, uh, the actually the Memphis band did really well, but is it? La I Chance? mean, it just went. Is that the name of the band, La Chance? Yeah, La Chance. Okay. But uh, the the two hundred stab, it was like it was a cut above. <laughs> it was yeah, they like, they've been tour that they're a young band too. They've, I mean, they've only been around for like two or three years. They they've been touring good. They, They've been touring with some heavyweights. They've been touring with Cannibal Corpse, uh, yeah. Obituary. I mean, they're going around with like the big boys, um, Soulfly, and um, really getting their chops and just touring nonstop too, which obviously has an impact on your on your playing and stuff. And man, they just when I saw them in December, man, like the and I saw them at a, like I said, just sold out show, oversold fucking show, probably because it was you know Cleveland local band. Yeah, um, it was a it was a really strong. Um, lineup though too there's a an, another band i like uh, when i saw them called enforced who i think they're from uh virginia maybe really good and then undeath which i'm not really into undeath but they're kind of popular right now so that it was a really stacked lineup um wait yeah, what is the, what does the steak sauce mustache shirt look like uh, it looks more it's like odd- 70s <laughs> hmm, it's got that style. but not a mustache with steak sauce dripping from it or something uh, i don't know it's got it's got a guy with a mustache on it though I think. Right on. Uh, it looks like you know something from like Jimi Hendrix days, you know that seventies shit. But they don't sound seventies. But they were they were too gimmicky, you know. Yeah. It was you know they're throwing balloons and they were doing weird stuff. I didn't like it. Meanwhile, so, two hundred stab wounds gets up there and they just oh, just play man. right. Just played. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. and they fucking shred, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed it too, man. I'm, yeah, I've, they were. I good. felt really gratified that that Aiden enjoyed it. Yeah, um, Aiden was. Uh, I got video of Aiden shaking his head. He didn't get in the mosh pit. Yeah, he said he was head banging and, and just having a great time. Best experience. I don't understand of his life. the mosh pit. I, uh, <laughs> I even if I was young, I wouldn't understand it because it makes no fucking sense. But oh, sure. dude, I love it. It's a release. <laughs> it's cathartic to get in there and just throw it yeah. out. Yeah, it's. It's the only kind of dancing I like because it's the only kind of like it real ain't dancing. dancing, man. It's running around That's... and jumping up no, and down. See, you're and... used you're used to choreography. That is dancing. <laughs> that is that that is dancing at its core. You don't you don't know what you're doing. Just hey, man, I can't dance either, and that ain't dancing. <laughs> it's dancing. 
don't judge. People <laughs> dance different ways. People express uh, themselves different ways. I've never yeah. been to a concert I didn't like after I started drinking. Like, <laughs> like I'm just, I always drink and just listen to music, but I've never been to a concert I didn't enjoy. Even Kid I, Rock. I was like, yeah. You like Kid Rock, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did at the time. That's what I mean. Like you, you brought that shit into our house. Remember, <laughs> I always, remember I hated Kid Rock from day one, right? Like I hated when you put that shit on. <laughs> he did. Always hated that dude. Uh, yeah, because he's terrible is the main reason. It had nothing to do with politics or anything. He just did not make anything worth listening to. Well, he put on um, a great show. That's all. Well, that's good. So I mean, I'm trying to think of a bad one, but I don't. I don't remember. I haven't been to like concert. a bad show. The, the only concert I really hated. Though was I only went because a, a chick wanted me to go with her was to see Reba McIntyre. <laughs> McIntyre, uh, <laughs> and just no thanks. I don't. It's not. You're just, <laughs> just trying. You're just trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it didn't even work out. It was just it was just a wasted evening. <laughs> Listening uh, to you made uh, it through the whole thing. You didn't leave. Like sorry, that's yeah, en- enough. It's enough. I was there. Well, there were two chicks. And, um, he yeah, increased his odds. Right. <laughs> and still lost. Uh, still nothing. <laughs> Snake eyes. Uh, but you've been to yeah, as many that, country shows as I have. <laughs> My first was, one was Clint Black and Winona Judd. I think Rob took me to that or something. Somebody, yeah. somebody took yeah, me. Yeah, I did. You and Mandy, I think. Was I wearing a cowboy hat at the time? Dude, I don't. I just remember Rob, did- sitting on the lawn, cringing. <laughs> I was like, "God, this sucks!" <laughs> oh, don't, you, how dare you, Clint Black's the man. Clint Black was listen a, to- It was all right. It's just too twangy, man. I can't do it. Are you going to put two hundred stab wounds on your on your Spotify? Pull no. them up. You um, don't have a favorite track. I don't have a Spotify. <laughs> I don't. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the last time you'll see that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible, but whatever. It's pretty he, good. You know what? He gave gave the band some support. It's good shit. No, good that's shit. awesome. That is awesome. I, I bought a t shirt from every band. I did. Aiden didn't care. He wanted the. He wasn't going to get one for the. He liked the whatever Anima or whatever they were. Yeah. Um, Anamana. I don't know. Anamoya. He liked them a lot. That's okay. cool. I'm glad Aiden had a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there'll be many concerts in his future. Oh, man. I wish I could be young again. Oh, to be young and go uh, into death metal shows. Oh. <laughs> Last time I was in a mosh pit, I got black. I got so, my bl- eye blacked out. Somebody hit so me. we we go up. We're going in. And the guy asked, Aiden, are you 21? And Aiden's <laughs> like, no. So he put out his hand. He got two big X marks, you know. I was like, right. when we got through, I said, Aiden, when somebody asks you if you're 21, you just say yes <laughs> until they ask you for your ID. <laughs> yes. Oh, let me see your ID. I mean, no. I mean, no. Sorry. <laughs> what, did I, what did I say? I thought you said no. Uh, I thought you said you aren't 21. I was like, that's right. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't drink either, but. <laughs> Aiden comes home with his six pack. <laughs> Soused. Oh, boy. Well, uh, what else? What else you been doing? Anything? Uh, 
well, I guess we, we can talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I went and saw that today. Logan went with me. Um, so, uh, freaking emotional. <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster. So, let's, let's try to summarize the story here. Um, Basically, we get we get a lot of Rocket Raccoon's history and origins, and it all ties back to this guy named the High Evolutionary, um, played by a guy named uh, Chikwudi Woody or something. I can't pronounce. I, I, don't I looked his at name. his name. I'm he, like, he's I'm... in Peacemaker. He played the right the alien dude. Yeah, he was like the head of the team in Peacemaker. Right. Um, and so the High Evolutionary is basically. Does a lot of animal testing, is into eugenics, all that kind of stuff. <sighs> He's trying to create this perfect race of people in this perfect world. And so we get a uh, There's an attack on Nowhere, which is where the Guardian's base is. And Rocket gets wounded, severely wounded. And they need to, they need to save his life. And in order to do this, he, he's got some device strapped to his heart that ties back to the days they were experimenting on him. And so they figure out where they need to go to, to get this code to disable this device, basically. And while Rocket Raccoon is... Um, Did we say spoiler award warning? Yeah. You said it at the, the beginning. Be- and just making he's, sure. he's out of it. <laughs> you really don't listen that much? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I made a big production of it. <laughs> Steve's just like... <laughs> Wee. <laughs> is it my turn to talk yeah or other people talk i wish they'd shut up so i could talk um i'm just making sure i know that irritates some people anyway uh so he's out of it and we're they're like showing his memories uh going back to when he was being experimented on by the high evolutionary and how he how he got evolved basically into into rocket raccoon and um so we get a, a whole bunch of his backstory which is cool um and then basically it's it's all about saving Rocket for like the first half of the movie. Um, eventually they achieve that. Uh, he dies briefly. They they bring him back. And then uh, it turns out the High Evolutionary has like all these kids on his ship. And so they, they want to save these kids now. And that's kind of like the second part of the movie. Um, you're emotionless and, uh, when explaining this. Did you not like it? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> no, I, I did like the movie. Okay, um, okay. I, I, just, I did. I just, I just, you know, trying to just give like a basic summary of of what takes place, and uh, I mean that's basically it. Um, I have I have nitpicks here and there that we'll get into, but overall, I, I really enjoyed the movie, though. What did you enjoy most about the movie? Um. I just like learning about Rocket. I kind of like that it was like his movie. Steve must be ecstatic. Oh my right? god, dude! I'm fucking. I'm through the roof, man. I'm freaking. <laughs> my favorite animal growing up was a raccoon. I had no idea it was in comics till much like almost right when we started this podcast. And uh, yeah, and the whole story is about him. And goddamn, those flashbacks were adorable. And he's, you know, he's super smart. And you see where he starts fiddling when he first starts making things and everything, contraptions, and and he pisses off the high evolutionary because he's smarter than him, and he gets mad at Rocket, basically. He's just jealous. Oh, my gosh, dude. These scenes were they're so good, dude. And, and then at the end when, I mean, I was, I took the family, and everyone cried at different parts. It was fucking, well, except my wife. She's, she was stone cold. She's like, no, we're good. 
But she cried at all? <laughs> no, no. God damn. She, she, she's like, I don't know. Is there something wrong with me? I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, like Brooklyn starts crying when the the friends, his little buddies get murdered. The the animals. Yeah. Lila, uh, teeth, teeth, and teeths and floor teeths. <laughs> So, and, but I was expecting that, you know, because I hadn't seen yeah. any of the other characters up until this point. So I figured no one made it, you know, but the part that got me was when he was kind of, you know, about to go to heaven or whatever. And he starts, oh yeah, he starts, you know, saying, you know, he feels guilty for their deaths and he's saying, I'm sorry. And I start losing it there. And then Brooklyn's still lo- losing it from the first time. <laughs> I don't think Brooklyn stopped crying. And, and then the very end. Uh, Dominic has always loved Jurassic Park, and he's always loved uh, Owen from that movie. Chris oh, Pratt. Yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt's. Oh, character. okay, gotcha. He calls him Doctor Owen. I don't think he's a doctor in the movie, but he's always <laughs> he's always called him Doctor Owen. So at the very end, he thought Chris Pratt <coughs> was dead at, when he was out in space. You know, again, yeah, with no, with no suit. And then Dominic, Dominic starts bawling. He's like, you can't kill Chris Pratt, you know? So, like, all three of us are just fucking tear-soaked, you know? Yeah. And it was it was just amazing. Like, I thought they were going to kill, like, five different characters, you know? Yeah. And, and they surprised me. They didn't kill anybody, you know? Right. Well, except for the animals. You know, they killed the animals. But and none of the main characters... I. I, dude, I thought Drax was dead at some point. I thought Gamora right. was dead. I thought uh, Star-Lord was dead. I thought Rocket was dead. I mean, I didn't think they were going to kill Rocket once, you know. I was like, they just did the whole movie trying to bring him back. They finally got right. him. But right. then he but then he was in that that out, you know, that that corridor all by himself trying to help the last animals. I'm like, are they going to kill Rocket after all that? Right. So, I mean, dude, it was uh, the, the the movie totally surprised me. I thought somebody was going to get the axe from the get go. The action, well, I, the action was great. I didn't think so. I, I I thought anything was possible. I didn't I didn't have like any bets on anybody fully dying simply because, um, I don't know. I just James Gunn is he he doesn't necessarily need to kill somebody to pull off emotional moments. So. Like when we were leaving, Logan asked me. He's like, "Do you think Rocket's gonna die?" I was I like, "Well, it's, it's, you guys are frozen. Can anybody can hear, you me? hear us? Yeah, yeah. Can you not hear us? My Steve? thing's still recording. Can you can you hear us? The, the timer's oh, still going, but I can't hear or. Uh, you guys are frozen. All right, he's got a he's got a back. Okay, he backed out. We'll just wait for him to come back. All right, because we're still recording. We're fine. We'll just wait for him to come back. Are you? Can you hear us now? Steve, Steve, Earth to Steve. This is a fun episode. Oh, what? We're not giving him crap. I still got nothing. I got well, blank I screen. I don't know if you guys can hear me. It didn't upload. Like it didn't. It didn't. Uh, can you hear us or no? Yeah, I, I don't see anything. Can you hear us? No, <laughs> Timer still this going. Is, this is what happened before you came on. I was watching him stretch <sighs> and grunt for like two, three, four minutes. <laughs> I was like, Steve, Steve. And he was just moving around. Oh, hopefully he gets this message here. Um, yeah, Steve's used to uh, Steve's used to uh, what is that? Joss Whedon, who will kill everybody just for the sake of killing <laughs> right. people. 
Um, I told him to exit his browser, but he's not checking his phone for the first time in his life. <laughs> he's just he's just staring at us. This is really strange. And I don't know what he's trying. To, I don't know what he thinks he can do while he's in here. There, there he goes. He goes. Maybe, All right. Maybe he'll reload his browser and get back here. Uh, right. What is this? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was very emotional. There were like three or four times. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's saying a lot where you can get those goofy characters and, you know, you really care about them. And yeah, there's only, and it, there's really only been three movies, you know? I mean, that's right. incredible. Now that's all James Gunn. I give James Gunn yeah. credit. What can you hear this? us, Steve? Yeah, I, you're fine. Okay. All right. Um, this super we movie, you. you know he's going to do something with the Superman movie. He'd probably end up yeah. in tears for that. That's so what that's, I was that's th this. I mean, you know, with his storytelling and, you know, you care about the character. This Superman movie is, I bet you it's going to be really good. I thought the same oh, yeah. thing when I was watching this movie. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does with DC. Like, well, just Superman wait. in general. So Logan and I were leaving. We're in the car. Logan's like, do you think they're going to kill Rocket? And I said, I don't know. I said, I just, I think anything's on the table, but I don't, I don't think that's necessarily his motivation. So I follow James Gunn on socials. He fucking loves animals. So I don't think, you know, I, I think at, to him as a writer, that's kind of an, of an easy way to, to uh, provoke an emotional reaction was my thinking was, oh, just kill Rocket. Everybody will lose their shit, right? And um, he definitely put him, you know, in danger, in peril. But you don't, again, you don't have to kill him to, to pull that emotion out of people. Um, yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, you were talking about when Peter Quill was going to die. And I, that was one of the times I was not, I did not have tears in my eyes. I was like, yes, please kill Peter. I don't really care for Peter Quill. <laughs> I don't dislike him. I just, I think it's more, I just don't really care about Chris Pratt. Uh, he's kind of annoying at this point. Uh, so I, I really hoped he was going to die. And I, and it's funny cause I, in, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, okay, either Adam Warlock's going to come out or they're going to revisit this moment from guardians one and Gamora is going to do something. But then they did a wide shot and Gamora's just standing there just yeah. staring. Like she didn't, I thought that was great. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> like, she, like they didn't try and get them back together at all. They just no. left them going their separate ways. I was like, perfect. You know, but then Adam Warlock comes flying in and I was like, fuck. Like, God damn it. I, I was like, they should have let Peter Quill die. He's like the least essential guardian, yeah. in my opinion. Like, I'm like, I didn't think they were going to kill Chris Pratt. So I was like, Dominic, he'll, he'll be all right. He's fine. He's fine, <laughs> buddy. He's fine. Dom's like, <laughs> Now, but, when, yeah, there was a lot of moments, though. I was definitely tearing up. A lot of the animal stuff, That's that gets me going easy because I just, yeah. I love animals anyway. All the rocket stuff. Uh yeah, a lot of the scenes, but yeah, th th there's a lot, definitely a lot of moments. Um, now, to nitpick the thing overall, though, Adam Warlock, uh, completely, utterly pointless character in this movie, really annoyed me, served zero purpose. I, I feel like he was only in the movie because they put him in the credits of the last movie, but he <laughs> really? he didn't move the plot forward one iota. He, you didn't need him. You know, anybody could have saved Peter Quill at the end, you know, through some other means or whatever. Is he um, always supposed to be like the uh, the brain of a twelve year old or whatever? I have no the, idea. The I, I only the only thing I've ever read with him was the Infinity Gauntlet 
and I don't really remember his character. He's very powerful. That's really all. And I don't think he was like a 12 year old though. In that, yeah. from what I it remember, just reminded he was me of that love and thunder. I was like, we already did Thor and his idiot brain. I was like, we don't need yeah. another fucking child. And it just, brain. it just served no purpose. Literally like that, that could have shaved 20 minutes off the movie probably. Uh, because we, we just didn't need his, I mean, anytime he did something that instead they could have just used one of the high evolutionaries, uh, men or cronies or whatever, you know, his, one of his guys to stage an attack. They didn't need to use him at all. So that Mm -hmm. was the only part that I was like truly disappointed in from a story angle was they kind of shoehorn him in just because I guess they mentioned, you know, he was in the credits of the last movie. So they got to do something. Um, but other than that though, yeah, it was, it was, was there there were some jokes that did not land for me and it was very jokey. I, I don't, it was a lot. <laughs> there was more than usual for a James Gunn movie, but there were jokes that also landed. And I do like the character. Some of the over the top stuff with the screaming with Mantis screaming. And I don't know. So that whole scene in the, in the house with Drax on the couch, like that wasn't really funny. Like they kept trying to make that. Whole oh scene. yeah. Well, I saw uh, that in the trailer too. That could have um, been that, that whole scene could have been, that didn't serve anything. Yeah. Just that they got a car. I, mean, I, I did right. like I, I did like the Zagnut stuff though. I thought that, that was, was funny. Cool. Yeah, I did like the Zag. That was funny. Yeah, and like I said, there there is stuff that absolutely works that I really like. The some of the Cosmo stuff, like the the good dog bad dog thing, didn't pay off uh, comedically in my opinion. That was uh, we all knew that was coming at the end. The good, right, good, and, good dog. Yeah, and it was just it was it was so telegraphed and just it was like okay, I still like Cosmo. I, I like dogs, but um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, these are nitpicks though. This, I mean, go see the movie. It's, it's enjoyable. Uh, I, I really liked, uh, I don't know. I like Nebula's whole arc over all these movies. Um, how her character grew and evolved. I liked her upgraded arm that rocket gave her. I thought that was, yeah, that was cool. I like seeing Nathan Fillion for more than 12 seconds. Oh, dude. Nathan, yeah. He had like an actual, he, he was pretty funny though. He's like, I got a guy like that. Like I, I like <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Like, you guys were thinking funny. about me watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, Robin Sean are thinking about, me. we all got a guy like that. <laughs> we all got a guy like that. But, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the battle scenes were really cool. The corridor now, scene. That fight scene at the end, yeah, that was really good. Oh, that's another thing. Like uh, Brooklyn, because her name's Brooklyn, my daughter. We've been listening to that since she was a little child. But no sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah, and when that came on, like she looked at me, she's like, "Dad," I was like, "I know." (laughs) (laughs) And then they played it through the whole fight scene. I was like, "Oh, dude." I mean, that's it, man. Just seeing your kids like get emotionally connected to these stories. (laughs) It's just yeah. so great. And I was like, I was worried going in because they were like some of the animal abuse was too much for some people. And I'm like, eh, my kids are probably desensitized enough to watch this. <laughs> we got our first F bomb. Oh, yeah, we did. We, we got it. Got the F bomb. Open the fucking door. So, oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, first F bomb in a Disney or in a Marvel movie, in a Marvel Disney movie, I should say, not counting Blade and Punisher. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed the creatures that, that the high evolutionary, uh, created, you know, the ones that were attacking everybody at the end. War yeah. pig. <laughs> I, I, I was Reminded thinking Toka, me of, uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
That's what I thought of too, Rob. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, yeah, there, there was what? an over-reliance on the pop songs though, too, this time, like to really punctuate things. I thought a um, little bit of a crutch, not nothing major. Cause, cause I like pretty much every song they used. Um, but it, well, yeah, you know I don't they know. They were going to do that though. I mean, that, that's what all these movies have had. Well, but it, I think this one, this one though, like almost to a fault, you know, the whole intro is just that acoustic version of creep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it works, uh, but it's, it's becoming kind of tropey with, with James Gunn. And obviously, and that's what they did with the last Thor movie too, which was an abomination, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. A score. Um, uh, sometimes a score really helps, man. I mean, when it, when it, when there's a good score, it really draws emotion out, you know? Yeah. A little more than but, just, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good flick. I, I give it like, uh, I give it three out of four stars, maybe three and a half. Yeah. Like sure. What's your favorite guardians movie? Probably the second one. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I got, I've only seen this once it's fresh in my mind, so that could change. Um, I'll definitely revisit it. I really liked it. I think it was, it was over long. I really hate that they put like, how you can have a two and a half hour movie 30 minutes of credit. So you got three hours and then you're going to put a credit scene at the very end of the movie. And then the credit scene is horribly disappointing. Like <laughs> the, that's fucked up, man. That's just rude. That's disrespectful of people's time. But the, the whole preview of just him talking to his dad about mowing the neighbor's lawn to say star Lord will return. Like you could have put that 15 minutes ago. <laughs> that was just to show how mundane. Well, did you read the newspaper going on was Kevin Kevin Bacon. Yeah, the Kevin Bacon. The reference to the the Christmas special was it. on the newspaper. Oh, I didn't um, notice that. I did, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Ke- like Kevin Bacon tells Molly, all about Molly his alien right abduction. Away. I was like, um, I was like, Kristen, did I miss something that last one? She's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no, the no, scene was no, fine. no. I meant, I meant the scene, like the, uh, yeah. so that scene. The, the scene's like, fine, but you you need to put it up further in the credits. There's no reason to make people sit that long when they Sean can... applauded when star Lord is back. So <laughs> I don't hate him. I, I really don't. I just, I was like, okay, if you're going to kill somebody, that's I'm perfectly fine with that. He's the least likable guardian in my opinion. So yeah, I was, I was good with that. Mantis got a little bit more screen time, but it's definitely, you, you should go see the movie. I, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's rockets it's, movie. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. The rocket stuff is the best stuff. Yeah. And it's most it's a lot of rocket stuff. It's a good story. Great great way to I thought the villain was was good too. He was okay. He got a little Dude, I love when they when the they end. peeled his face off and there was like that big strand of like goo. <laughs> yeah. And then and he I was, was all... not expecting that at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was satisfying, though. I, I like that because I did. I wanted to see what, what Rocket had done to him. I was like, kids, are you OK? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're cool. It looks like, something right. like this. It, <laughs> yeah. did. it did look <laughs> like Rob. It, shirt. Looks ex- it looks exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I Guardians, the first one's still my favorite, but I really enjoyed this last one. They're all three really good. This yeah. was the best Marvel movie in a long time since Spider-Man, in my opinion. Yeah. Since the uh, no yeah. way home. And Spider-Man's kind of a Sony movie too. You know, it's not yeah. really a true. Disney. Sean went and watched the whole thing. 
Rob, the whole movie. Yeah. He, he got out of the house and watched the whole Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah. He, he he I had somebody go with me. He didn't quit after the me. first 15 minutes. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that that uh, Miss Marvel, the Marvels or whatever. Oh, my God. I saw, I, I, I'm okay with it. The, like the first time I saw the trailer, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I didn't I know. I've interrupted you. No, I've interrupted you because none, okay. none of this matters. This is what matters. We got the Marvels trailer. Logan had, was seeing it for the first time, and he was like, "Man, that looks terrible and sitcommy." And then he's, I, I was like, "Yeah, you know, they're going for lowest common denominator." He's like, "Like Steve?" I was like, "Yeah." So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the first time I saw the trailer, I thought that it was um, Monica who was up on the glass talking to Fury. I didn't know they. Had oh, you didn't switched. know they switched? Oh, no, I, I, did. I didn't know. I, I was like, "Why is she acting so juvenile?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's the girl." I didn't. I didn't. See, I didn't see, notice. I, it I knew I that, and picture. I still thought it sucked. So oh, it well, I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, that just plays exactly like Miss Marvel did. Like she, that's how it, it's. And that's why I did not watch it. Uh, yeah, but I was like, "Why are they making Monica like that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's not her." So I was like, "Okay." Right. So the other chicks are still badass. I got the Little Mermaid trailer which i had not seen which i i didn't get that yeah we got that i'm never yeah. uh never been a little mermaid fan not unsurprisingly mm-hmm. i was never the target demographic you so. didn't get that trailer rob Mm-mm. did you not go to stage yeah oh we got it i didn't get it um i forgot what we got we got the marvel uh we got oppenheimer which we were making fun of uh you guys know oppenheimer the new uh christopher nolan flick yeah. yeah, Logan and I were laughing about how he gets his movies get nominated for best sound. Meanwhile, it's like you can't even make out the dialogue. His his version of sound editing is okay. Crank all the effects to a hundred. Bring bring the volume down to about a five. Oh my on god! The, uh, on the on the voices, just on the voices. <laughs> Everything else, hundred, hundred and ten. What was that last movie he did? Tenet. Tenet was bad. Tenet. Oh my I god! Couldn't I, hear I couldn't anything. hear shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I put I had to put the subtitles on immediately. Well, he said that he doesn't he doesn't even care that people can't hear it. He thinks that's part of the experience because it's like you're there and that's how it'd be in real life. You wouldn't be. But if I go to a movie, I want to hear the fucking dialogue. But I'm <laughs> not fucking there and I'm not in right. the movie and it's not right. real. Yeah, <laughs> Just I, I want to hear the dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> I, there's uh, a speaker devoted to dialogue. I want it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Ugh. So you guys going to see that new one? No. Oppenheimer? No. I'll, I'll catch maybe. it when it comes home, maybe. Dude, I'll go see that. Fucking love it. I forget right. what's coming up next that I'll actually leave the house to go see. I thought there was something else coming out soon, but I don't remember now. Uh, hey, probably... I watched the, I've watched the first episode of Miss Davis. Just oh, one? You? What's your, yeah, what are your I thoughts? Saw, I loved it. I, I loved all the <laughs> absurdity. I loved every part of it. Oh, Dude, they started out with... Uh, like uh, the what is it called? The group that carried the Holy Grail and hid it. What is that? The Crusaders. Knights of the Templar. Knights Templar. Yeah, and but they're all chicks, of course, for today. You know, they're all women and nuns and nuns because it's got to be crazy. And, yeah, it's got to be but wild. They, they started out with a crazy fight scene, dude, and and apparently Peacock is not the same thing as NBC because there was a ton of blood everywhere. Nice. I watched. I watched some woman get stabbed. And before she died, she jumped up and stabbed another guy in the face <laughs> with a sword that she had been stabbed with. 
I was like, how did this not hook shot? And that was like the first two minutes, you know? Yeah, because it's not about the action, it's about the story. I so I watch after Rob's enthusiasm, but I the watched story, the second I the watched story the second was episode. Absurd. And stupid. I would call it just stupid. It's yeah. not it's not well done for my opinion, in my opinion. And then so I watched the second episode because of Rob's enthusiasm. And they pulled this and they and Logan and I were just talking about certain tropes that I hate, which is I'm not there's I don't like fourth wall breaking, and I also don't like when writers take the time to address something in the movie that's bad writing, but if they make the characters address it, they give themselves a pass. So I don't know if you remember last week, but I said the Holy Grail is like the stupidest, most overused MacGuffin. In the second episode, they literally say, they call it an overused MacGuffin, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So again, I was like, all right, I'm done with the show. This is, this is like, it, it's the writing I abhor, where they they rely on tropes and cliches and crazy action scenes to distract you from the fact they have no story, they have no characterization. Just remember, there's a warrior nun who's married to Jesus, and all this cra- like I don't. I haven't like got it. to the married to Jesus part yet. I only watched the first episode. She's a nun. They're all married to Jesus, right? That's uh, it, oh, that's what you meant. Oh. What do you think? Well, I meant? Not not necessarily. I, I was but... well as absurd as it started. I thought oh, the absurdity would continue. It gets better. <laughs> or, or or in my case worse or worse he, <laughs> don't like, worse he don't like entertaining shit so i love entertaining how dare you i, I bring you nothing but entertainment how I, dare you i enjoyed the fact that like ai created like the perfect world like what god would do but there's you know someone there's someone oh it fight, gets fighting better against, fighting against it in the name of god i just thought that was funny but uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought there was a lot of crazy stuff going on in the first episode. And I thought and, uh, it was, to me, I to me, that's just. But to me, that's that's like. Um, What's wrong with wacky, wacky fun? Be, there's nothing wrong with wacky. It's depend. How, it just depends on how it's implemented and how it seats in. Again, Scud the disposable assassin, absurdist, but it all works. This to me is writing by dartboard. You know, like uh, we got warrior nuns, we got holy grail. We got crazy magicians and like people just throwing darts and being like, "Yeah, let's do that." That's what it, it, it's very, um, very Family Guy, which I also hate. Cha, cha, cha. Where there's no, there's no cohesion. It, you're just it's well, there's it's no for, for the normies to the, be for the, the normies episode. to be like, "This is crazy! It's crazy!" It's like he, it's not he crazy. don't like episodic TV. So I like you, you have, have to watch either. That's not true. I watch Barry. I'm watching Barry. I started Succession. What do you think oh, of Barry? All right, you start Succession. I don't think, think I can watch Barry? Succession though. Oh really? Oh well, sorry. Well, that's no, a, it's that's not. That's a good show. It is a good show, and it's too intense. Like I don't. It's like that's like a really good show, and I'm like I don't know if I can stick with this because oh, it's man. like it was Some it was of... it was hard for me to get stick with like Breaking Bad because because it's intense. It's it's well done. I and I really and liked it. Every but, relationship is fucking intense. Every yeah. sin- fucking single interaction between the characters, especially their father, is fucking right. intense, and that's, dude. And that's off-putting to me. And that's not bad. That's just my own personal thing where I'm like, I don't I don't like this intensity. It's it's very well done. I have nothing but praise for what I've watched. And I do and what's funny is like I almost put the second episode on and I was like, I don't think I can handle it right now. So <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was like I'm not in this space <laughs> to just- handle the I just intensity caught of this up show. on the last one, and uh, I'm fucking loving it. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about Barry. Uh, what'd you guys think of this last one, Schman. Dude? So he 
So it was a flash forward. It was not I fantasy. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they stick yeah. with that. Um, so we're eight years in the future now from the previous episode. And basically it's just about their the lives they've established together. Him and Sally, they have a son. Um, you know, they're that, living in the middle of nowhere. That is not a life. <laughs> they seem so happy. <laughs> yeah. She is not doing well. Um <laughs> That's a perfect yeah. way to put it. <laughs> She's not doing well. And yeah, but I, I liked it though, because I was just like, holy shit, they're they're pursuing this where everything's gonna take place eight year, you know, eight year time jump. Um her watching that show with her friend on it, her old, you know, acting partner, or whatever, that was I don't know why, but that made me laugh. Like when she's just sitting there watching her her friend do, you know, do basically what she wanted to be doing. Um, then you have that very intense scene at the diner. Uh, I just, I love, I love Barry though. I do. I love it. I'm trying to think what, and there's always at least one thing that makes me fucking laugh my head off. There was Uh, something that they were both, the camera was on them and their child was in the middle and they were at the dinner table and I fucking laughed out loud, but I can't remember what they were fucking talking about. I'm sorry. Abe Lincoln. They're talking, they were talking about Abe Lincoln. (laughs) It was, um, it might have been just the situation, like like she's completely unhappy and you know, Barry's just rambling on about something stupid that she doesn't want to hear. I oh, I know what it was. It was when he's showing him because he he's trying, you know, he's basically uh, brainwashing his son because he, he's so scared of being found out. So he, his son has to hide a baseball mitt, which obviously I relate to that kind of shit as a kid. <laughs> But then he's showing him all these videos of like kids dying while playing softball and shit. (laughs) So that was that was really funny. Kid killed by line drive. Uh, Girl breaks her neck. You know, uh, catching a a home run ball or whatever. Like I was like, this is it's it was dark but hilarious. Yeah, but that last episode, I was like, let's uh, let's get things going, man. Let's go. And I think that's what we're, I think it was just establishing that, Hey, this is the reality. Now you got Cousineau out there again. Cause he just can't help himself. He's mm-hmm. we don't, I assume his son is still alive. Cause that was like, kind of like a, a shoulder shot, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out. Um, if it's, I, I kind of hope his son is dead though. And that he's still just a douchebag. Um, because they did a good job of making Cousineau like a douchebag and then likable and then a douchebag and then likable. They, they really do a good job with that on that show. Uh, and the whole time I'm still rooting for Barry's psychotic ass. Uh, <laughs> like the dude is, he's completely is a sociopath. Di- dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, like, he is not go. a good dude. Right. But I'm like, come on, Barry, pull it out. Like, <laughs> you got this. You're going to win. I don't think he's going to win. Uh, uh, we already <laughs> know he's lost. <laughs> If that's the present day we saw, he lost. <laughs> Oof. The kid's like, does, does your mom put hair on top of her real hair? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, but yeah, I probably will get back to succession though. Cause I, it, dude, it was good, but man, it was just, it was fucked up. Like really good character writing. Um, decent. I didn't think I would like the premise so much. And I mean, I might just because I just, I don't really like, watching rich people be rich assholes. Uh, but well, I mean, uh, that's what I thought when I, I was telling you guys, like there's no reason I should like this, but it, it was yeah. so well written. But the, ca- you, the characters are believable and well-written. 
and you jump, you hop from which one you hate to which one you like to which one you hate, and you want to strangle some of them, and you're like, no. I it, I like the Culkin kid because I feel like there's some depth there we haven't gotten to. Obviously, there is one episode, but I I could tell these these characters have have been through some shit, yeah. um, by their behavior and a lot due to their old man. Um, oh my god, it's so it's so fucked up what they what did their dad put them through. Like that's uh, yeah. a lot of the story, you know. And but the Ro- Roman is my favorite, the Culkin one. He's my favorite. Well, I you could just tell he's he's you know he's he's been damaged and he lashes out a lot and i relate to that too so that's that's so far again one episode i'll probably get back to it though but it it's intense it's fucking intense <laughs> there's there's five seasons of this shit <laughs> is it really it's, it's, or maybe it's four i don't know what i'm on i thought that was third this, season. Th- whatever it is this is the last one <clears throat> it's good shit though it is like it's undeniably a good a good good first episode suck me in um but again, so like not, I have to have to be in the mood for that kind of stuff, though. You're not going to continue, Mrs. Davis. No, I did the second episode, and I like I said, I, it just it doesn't appeal. Like it, like I said, it's that dartboard writing approach. I just don't like it, where you're just like, oh, wouldn't this be crazy? Wouldn't this be crazy? Yeah, um, it would be. and I It'd be fucking nuts. But it's not. It to me again, it's just it's just very Family Guy, where you know it's yeah. they're drawing they're drawing premises and characters out of a hat, basically. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not cohesive or I don't, I don't know. You don't want to find out what happens to Schrodinger and his cat. <laughs> so I haven't wait. Uh, no, I don't He's care. In the beginning is another absurd thing. They just threw in there. Uh, okay. You don't remember that? Oh no, man. Wait till you get to, uh, we, we, we learn about him. Oh, oh it all ties in and it's fucking nuts. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. It's crazy. I think that's all I watched this week. I've been just busy as fuck. I've been trying to watch an episode of Rebels every day. It's not going well. I think the I first watch season two. Took, it takes a while to get going. Oh my god! Dang. I fucking totally forgot. We watched two movies this weekend. We watched. We finished episode two with the whole family. Kids love that. And then we watched Back to the Future. Oh, holy nice! Shit. Holy shit! The kids love that too, man. I was like this. Back to the future. Everybody's got to see this. Right. Now, it was kind of weird. You know, I didn't, they didn't ask any questions, but I was like, yeah, he kind of <laughs> was supposed to rape his mom at the end. And, you know, I was, I was waiting. I was like, how am I going to explain that? But nobody asked any questions. Sweet. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been rape, first of all. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that just I mean, scared he had, he had the had hell out of me. That's the garage. Yeah. You but, see me jump? I was like, what the hell is that? But yeah, he has to force himself upon his mother at the end to get his father to say, yeah. Um, yeah, there's what? there's a lot of weird stuff there with incest. Oh, in it's funny to watch the jump on camera when the garage then, uh, door opens. For no I remember reason. watching that the first time as a kid at my at an aunt and uncle's house. And even as a kid, I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable. Nobody can see. This is, this is <laughs> you, weird. So you noticed it that... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was catch, older than your kids, but... I didn't catch um, any of that the first time I saw it. And I, I oh, figured yeah. they wouldn't, but who knows. But uh, that's still a classic. My kids love that movie. That's one of the movies I showed to them when they were younger. It's one of their favorite movies. I think it might be Mason's favorite movie. I'm not sure. It's just a fun movie aside from, you know, the, the incest. Um, it's mostly, <laughs> it's mostly fun. Yeah. 
and you were right about episode two. There was a lot more stuff going on that I had forgotten about. You know, I thought oh. it was all Senate stuff. That's what I watched. The icon thing. Oh, did you watch that? Yeah. Oh, I watched the first episode of that. I yeah, watched I them all. Watched <laughs> I nice. crashed all of them. Yeah. Isn't it so, great? Like when you want to know about Star Wars. Fantastic. Oh man, I eat up anything Star Wars See, related and I've that, watched tons of stuff. That was more of one because it wasn't it wasn't by Disney. So right. this you got a lot more of the truth. Like he had no right. fucking idea what he was doing the whole time, you know? That which is what we all thought. But uh like you said with yeah. his uh Marsha. Is Marsha? Yeah. Marsha. Marsha Lucas. Uh, wow. <laughs> what? That, I, I didn't know anything about that. I No, me neither. I, I had no idea. But it makes and, sense. Uh, like everything that testifies to her, you know, and, and she herself, you know, I, I don't think she's like bragging or anything. But, you know, everybody no. basically says that she was the heart and yeah. she saved that movie in the edit mm-hmm. and, you know, an essential part of it. And the fact that she's not a part of any movies after that and you see saw what happened, it's like, well, I I guess that's true. <laughs> but I, in the later episode, I mean, you get producers talking and, you know, like you get you get some like guys that were right there and they know they know what was going on because that yeah. one producer was like, yeah, Rick was a yes man. <laughs> you know, he's like, I knew that I yeah. knew that about Rick McCallum, because, yeah, if you watch any of the making of Phantom Menace stuff, yeah, you could tell he's holding back after like the first viewing and he's like, huh. You know, kind of reaction. I'm like, <laughs> dude, say something, man. Yeah. Like, tell him that this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from what I saw uh, the first episode with Marsha, like, like you guys said, she didn't seem to be like, hey, I'm the one that... Right. You know, she, she didn't seem to be taking... or no. anything like that. She's just, yeah. you know, telling how it went. And I was like, right. that's interesting. And I, I've heard I, that I think many she's times. really sad that she, like, hasn't talked to him since the divorce like i think yeah. she really you know she's getting up there and she really you know like she's i don't know if you remember she like their daughter got married and like they didn't talk like he didn't talk to her i mean that's crazy you know yeah. you think about it man i kind of get nuts. it <laughs> um but yeah i i have known the very first movie um i i did know that the first edit was a disaster. Like I've, I've read and, and seen stuff about that, that the very first edit like did not play well. And it took, you know, different people editing it together to get it into what it, what it is now. Um, but I, I've never heard her really mentioned before though. Yeah. I, I think it was some other guy. I don't remember who they, they mentioned that that was able to cobble the first movie together and make it, make it decent basically. Um, but yeah, hearing hearing about her contributions, her contributions to Return of the Jedi, and like the the final scenes with Vader and Luke, and rewatch when I was rewatching that like a week ago, and I had that in in my mind about how she edited it. I was like, man, this is very powerful stuff. I've seen it so many times that you know it doesn't have the same impact. I had to kind of put myself in a in a headspace where I could get as close to experiencing it for the first time as I could, and watching it. And really paying attention to it, I was like, man, this is powerful shit, man. And I remember as a kid, like, having that feeling like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. I thought Darth Vader was, like, evil and he was going to die. And, you know, that it was, like, a big twist for me as a kid in Jedi for him to save him. Because I, 
I, I think I was just used to the, you know, the good guy kills the bad guy and that's how you win, you know, <laughs> or, or arrest the bad guy, whatever you want to do. But uh, th- that was a big twist for me as a kid. Cause I was so used to everything being so black and white. Cause you're, cause I was a kid, I was six years old. The hell did I know? A lot more than I did at six. <laughs> Shit. You were actually critical thinking at that age. I was like, <laughs> can somebody feed me? <laughs> <laughs> You got any cheese? <laughs> He's like, I got a fucking Smurfs guitar with your name on it, sucker. <laughs> You'll get some food in this phase. <laughs> I tell you what, though, uh, you man, George has some. It's amazing he got any of those movies made. As bad luck as he Dude. had, yeah, and getting because he was a pioneer, man. Like, yeah, he we, they did talk a little bit about two thousand one and how great the effects were in two thousand one, and he wanted to do something on that level. But every almost everything they did. They were they learning made. as they went. They were yeah. innovating like, yeah. at, at, on special effects in general. Yeah. Um, just the camera movements, you know, to do the X-Wing shots and everything, how they decided to do that. And the, uh, the editing, the software for the editing. I mean. Yeah. And, and that makes that makes their job so much easier, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. That but, and the uh, digital cameras. Like, I didn't know that that was the first digital camera like oh and you're talking about phantom menace yeah yeah i like oh, yeah. like they didn't know if they were going to work <laughs> like they right. had no idea when they started filming it's yeah. crazy but yeah steve you got to watch that it's it's, it's really fucking good icons <laughs> unearthed what should i what should i do after episode two should i go to episode three or should i start the clone wars i i would just show them the movies myself okay um Cause that's a lot, the way, of, a lot of TV in between. Yeah. It's, it's too much TV and there's, there's a lot of filler there that, eh, I mean, you could show them some, you can do whatever you want, but like the, I think the movies are the essential when I, I didn't have clone wars, obviously when my kids were little, but I started them off with the original trilogy. I, I made the executive decision to show them the original trilogy. Cause that's how I experienced it. I saw that first and then I saw the prequels and also because I wanted that to be, you know, the impact of empire strikes back is a lot more. So if you don't watch the prequels first, you know, yeah. finding out that Vader is his father, as opposed to being like, Oh, that's, that's Luke's dad. It's kind of Christensen. Right. <laughs> With his force ghost. Oh, so the, the force ghost, why is he Hayden Christensen? You know yeah. why? You, a, you know what you George said? Dive? No, I don't know how it came, how I found out. It's because that was the last time he was a true Jedi. Oh, that's stupid. It's yeah. like, uh, I think I told George Steve said. this. Did, did I tell you my revelation about this, Rob? About the Force know. Ghost? So this is the most recent revelation I had in my umpteenth watch of Return of the Jedi is swapping in Hayden Christensen for Luke to go look at makes zero sense because Luke is going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, you said oh, that yeah. on the podcast last that. week. Okay, yeah. I was like, it makes no sense. Like that, yeah, it makes zero sense. Like, yeah, okay, he was a Jedi, but no, he was a Jedi at the end. That's right. you could view it that right. way. You know, yeah. it it it's it was just him doing more fuckery with the because he didn't make that change until like two thousand four, or or wait, I guess it would have been sometime between two thousand four and two thousand six. He made that change. Yeah. Was, I think pre- it was when it was re- they released them at the theaters or something. The- no, that was 97. Oh, that was 97. Um, he, in that, 
Hayden Christensen hadn't well, been cast that, yet. That was the DVDs, maybe? Yeah, yeah. This was like home video. Yeah, that they, yeah. Because he was still doing that shit with the Blu-rays and everything. So that's what funded some of the prequels was like he he re special editions. Yeah, because the the uh they tell us on icons the merchandise didn't do as well. So he had to figure out how to how to uh you know get more money because the merchandise wasn't that good, the toys especially. So yeah, that's weird that's weird for him to say that that was you know, that was the last time he was a Jedi, so like the, there was no yeah. redemption at the end of, of <laughs> right. Return of the Jedi. Is that, is that what the, that's what he's saying? That's like what George a, said. He just, uh, like he's I, just I, dude. Excuses. If you watch this, you find out he was just making this shit up as he went. Which is I fine. mean, like there I was, have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, uh, like they didn't even have a script. What was it? The yeah, he kept putting one? the script off to yeah. like <laughs> he, he was like, hiring everybody and had yeah. all this stuff in place. Never didn't have a script till the last minute. Um. But uh, and it was still better than the sequels, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. yeah. So the I guess yeah. the, the special edition re-release in '97 they made about 200 million dollars on those. Yeah. But he also, and this is something I didn't know, he funded Empire Strikes Back personally and Return of the Jedi personally. Yeah, I didn't. That's crazy because he made all that money off of merchandising as mm -hmm. well as the movies. So he he funded every single one of his movies basically, and just but I think Fox just distributed them. Here's the kicker is. That he really didn't have, even though he made all that, he was, he had those other companies like ILM and yeah. he was doing so much stuff. A lot of the money was tied up into that too. So he actually needed money to, more money to make he was, movies. He was also yeah. making money with ILM That's though, true. Too. That's true. I mean, Jurassic Park, you know, like. Well, that's he, what funded Terminator his movie through. was that, was, was do, that's why he decided to make the prequels because. That's what paid for the first one, right? Was the yeah. uh, the other movies? We've devolved back into Star Wars. Oh. It's our it's our World War Two, baby. It's World War Two. We'll never we'll never stop talking about it. No, that's fine. I just want to just, <laughs> just let you guys know in case you forgot. It, it was good. I, I enjoyed that one because, like I said, it wasn't Disney related, you know. So you you actually yeah. got some of the truth, you know. Yeah, real really good series. I. Man, I can't recommend it enough. It's on Amazon Prime. It's free. What is it? Like six episodes, eight episodes? Six, I'm I think. It. Yeah. Is it six? Yeah, it goes um, pretty fast. I just watched man, them at night. I, I feel like I need to watch The Clone Wars, you know? I feel like I need to just go right next, but I, the kids aren't going to make it. You, you should have started four, five, six, one, two, three. Well, they saw Don't four, ever but seven, they, were, eight, they were younger, so I don't know if they remember anything. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would have just started them over, but just yeah, I would skip the I would skip the Clone Wars unless there's like a few episodes you want to show. That's, them a, or lot, that's a lot of TV. <laughs> it's like, what is it? It's, seven seasons? It's so much. <laughs> it's it's, it's a lot. so much TV, dude. I don't and know. a lot of the episodes honestly aren't good. <laughs> so, yeah, very there's a lot of good ones, but there's a lot of yeah. filler. Where you that's like a lot of filler. That's what I should do. I'm sure the internet has like just the ones you need to watch. You know, I'll just make yeah. that up. Yep. Like some yeah. of my favorites have nothing to do with anything. Like the uh the arc with Obi-Wan and uh Bo Katan's sister. I like that 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 story arc. Mm -hmm. Um I love Hanzo. It is I. Hondo Naka. Hondo Naka. Sean Sean loves the droid episodes. <laughs> no, don't don't care for those. 
His favorite uh, is the, when that when that little guy gets in one of the droids. I like I like the one with uh with like the planet, like the the force planet or whatever. I remember oh, like, it was I think it was a two parter. Oh yeah, where uh that's yeah, where Anakin like Dark Side, Light has Side to choose, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was one. that was interesting. That's the one that really stood out to me. I think it was two episode arc, but I'm not sure. But I, that that's uh, I, I did like, like two some or of three, the yeah. Okay, like so the, you, I'll just watch them all again. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I like some of the Mandalorian stuff. Learning about you know yeah the the history of of the the creases and the Mandalorians that that was usually pretty interesting. Um, and that tied into I think some of those Obi Wan yeah, yeah love, love interest episode kind of things. Uh, but I don't think any of them are truly essential except maybe, like, again, maybe the force planet. I'm not sure. Hey, uh, th- I have a question. It's probably obvious, but you know, I'm Steve. So when master Sifo-Dyas, did he, he create, was it he that created the order for the clones or was it count Dooku that wanted the clones to be created? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was probably Sifo-Dyas, or however you say his name, who placed right. the order. But who but knows? It was, but if somebody was telling him, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. him to place it. Well, if if the emperor did do that, that's some 4D chess right there. Because how long did it take him to make all those clones? Right. Like, that took a minute. Well, like they were creating the droid army too. So it was like, yeah, if, if it was Count Dooku that, under the guise of. Master Sifo-Dyas, why even create the droid army? Just take the clone army. We got to have somebody to fight. Well, that was the thing. He was just, he was causing disruption. You know, he needed, he needed two factions. He needed to basically. get power. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get. And he needed to overpower the separatists. <laughs> Dude, how do you get what... more power? Go to war. And a lot of the freedoms that you had before war, like look after 9-11, look at all the shit that they did away with. I mean, God, we're torturing people in freaking Cuba right now. You okay, know what I mean? so we're, we're, we're saying that the emperor was playing 4D chess, like Sean said. Yeah, I th- I, that's what I got out of it. He created them both? Okay. That, I mean, that make, makes sense. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good question, because I don't... Now I kind of want to investigate that and fit, find out for myself, because I'm sure there's a whole Wikipedia page about it somewhere. Or uh, Wikipedia in this case. I'll have to check Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia has all that shit. You all right, Rob? Did Wasn't me. Just, just That'd be my wife. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's under a pile of tools. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nowhere to go, guys. <laughs> I just, I just, I just pay the bill for the house. No. It's not your fault. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> uh, I'll be yeah, out that's... by the pool next time. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's going to set up next to the pool. Hey, it's Rob coming live from my pool. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's drowning. All right, I'm looking I'm looking up Sifo DS on Wikipedia. Oh, you're doing it right now, huh? I'm just I'm just curious. Yeah, there's a whole page for him, so but I'm not going to read it all because there's a shit ton of info there. Dude, there's a lot of Jedi I have no idea about. Like, yeah. I don't. I I was just under the assumption that Count Tuku was Master Sifo-Dyas, but I don't know. No, no, he was not. He was because remember Kenobi knew who he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, 
when he went there, he's like, oh, he's been dead a long time. So it, he could have just been working for him or it could be coincidence. I don't know. I haven't read the the page yet. So I never I, I got the know. feeling that Sifidius was, I don't know, maybe he was working for them or the emperor. No. I don't I don't know. It's hard to say uh, without doing the research. I, did, I didn't really research. care because. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's get off Star Wars for two minutes. Uh, did anybody, did everybody watch American Splendor? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rob said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not wacky enough for you, Bobby. Uh, it was, <laughs> he's just a cranky old dude, man. Yes, it is. He uh, is a crank. So, this is a, a kind of a, it's not really a documentary, but there's some kind of documentary like segments in this movie called American Splendor based on the comic book American Splendor by Harvey P. Carr. Harvey P. Carr being from Cleveland. I don't know if you noticed, but this movie was shot in Cleveland and yes, Lakewood. It did. Felt very, very Cleveland. And I had to look it up. Um, and he he's uh, just this cranky dude working at a file clerk for a, a local hospital. And he uh, he wants to he decides late in life he wants to write comics. I don't know how late, not late in life, I shouldn't say that, but definitely not know, a young it's man. Pretty late. <laughs> um, but he's not like 60 or something. He's probably no, in his thirties no. or forties. Um, but he's friends with Robert Crumb, Robert Crumb being an amazing, you know, well-known underground artist created Fritz the cat. Uh, if you don't know who that is, look it up. Um, and, uh, Harvey Picar himself is not an artist, but he does start writing comics. And then, uh, Robert <laughs> Crumb initially published or draws the, the comics for him. And, and then he hires more artists to continue writing his story because he doesn't want to do like superheroes and fantastical stuff he wants to base it on his real life and uh it's i think it was cool how they brought in like the real harvey p car and um who's his nerd buddy toby (laughs) toby yeah which i had seen that i still don't know where i know that guy from something probably from mtv appearances or howard stern or something but i've seen that guy before i didn't know he had anything to do with harvey p car but i have seen toby because i remember the way he talks and so at some point I saw that guy in my past. I mean, that's that's not exactly useful information, but it was one of those things where I was like, holy shit, I know that guy. Oh, speaking of MTV, now that you brought that up, MTV, I read that MTV News is officially over. I, I didn't know there was still MTV News. Right. <laughs> that's just, right. I, read, I read that. I was like, oh, OK. I thought that left <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> right. Who knew? Yeah, I don't think I've watched MTV since the early 2000s, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know there was still MTV, let alone MTV News. Rock the Because um, we're old. <laughs> we are not the target market. I know it still existed because I saw it when I signed up for the NFL Sunday ticket. I got MTV. I was like, oh, that's still a thing? Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go back to it. All right. So, Steve, what are, you, what are your thoughts on American Splendor? Uh, I thought it was very interesting. I had no idea that this guy was on Letterman that many times. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, right. what? And they I, just, uh, Dude, they in just... the 80s, or maybe it was the 90s, but I think it was the 80s, he was getting on Letterman, a, an underground comic book artist. Like, that's nuts when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. And then, and then they just kept having him on to make fun of him. But, I mean, shit, I'll do... I, I'm with Harvey. I'd be like, I'll do some shit for money until I can't take it anymore. Right. And I enjoyed the, like you said, the way that they 
they shot it as a movie, but also kind of part documentary, you know, and then they introduced the real characters and the, and the actors at the same time in the same shot. And right. I could have, I could have swore that, um, Paul Giamatti was laughing at yes. them <laughs> one of the scenes. He was, was like, when he was sitting on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I was like, oh, he's just straight laughing at them right now. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I love how they 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 molded like the uh, the illustrations from his comics, yes, in, into a real scene in the movie. You know, is yes. basically like watching the storyboard come to life. You know, mm. and and I I thought that was really cool. And and the movie it was, I mean, he's just a an awkward, obscure dude, you know, and like the relationship, like I, I think he found the perfect woman, you know, right. Uh, for the, what are the odds? <laughs> right. He's like, basically, I'm just looking for somebody to sleep with me or, you know, somebody that, well, would... well, he, well, he said that he was, he got married because, you know, when she, he was just like, I, I, yeah. And he's <laughs> like, uh, I'd marry anybody who'd have me. Um, <laughs> yeah. basically, but his uh, his life was just you know I mean I, I'm assuming I haven't read the comic but I'm assuming it's very mundane just like you know his his life or whatever. So he he but didn't at make the same time money. relevant because you know he goes through a lot of shit that everybody goes through. So so right. he didn't make a lot of money off of this, huh? No, I'm yeah I'm sure he got paid for the movie and stuff. But I don't I don't yeah, know how maybe much the movie, but but I get I think he died back in 2010 or 2012, like his third round of cancer basically mm-hmm. is uh, he did eventually. So I think it was only, you know, seven to nine years after the movie came out, somewhat something like that. Um, but like, I, I kind of found like, it inspirational uh, is because, you know, he he found something he liked to do and he started doing it. And, he, you know, he didn't become rich from it or anything like that, but uh, he found something he liked. Turns out other people liked it, too. And he actually that's how he met his wife is she read his comic book, wasn't even in the same state. Yeah. And she flew here just to meet him. And he immediately tells her, hey, I had a vasectomy. And <laughs> right. did anybody recognize that actor, the actress who played her? Oh, uh, she looks so familiar. I didn't I didn't look it up though. I, I had to look it up because I, I recognized her face. She played Tony Stark's mom in Civil War. Hmm. Um wow. I think it was Civil War. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't recognize her that because I had no yeah, idea. But that, she was that's a blonde she was. in that. Yeah. Was that yeah. All, was that all she was in? Was she in anything else? Uh, I don't know. That's that's what I recognized her from, though. That's that has to be the only thing that I the voice. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she. I mean, she only had a small part in in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. What that, was this? That was, her. was there a particular scene that uh, you were inspired by? Because I got a little bit of inspiration when he was just drawing the stick figures. I was like, yeah. Anybody could do this. You just have to right. do it. You know, you have to like exactly. sit down and take the time. Yeah. And that's that... what I'm saying about writing period. Now I can't draw, but <laughs> the fact that he was writing, um, and then, and that's what a lot of writers do with comics that can't draw. They just, you know, they, they do some layouts maybe, or they, maybe they just do a script even. Maybe they don't even do the layouts. Uh, and then, yeah, then he definitely had the best storyboards ever. Just stick figures. <laughs> just stick you know, figures. when you see and... you see the behind the scenes, and you see like with Lucas, you see the storyboards, and they're like amazing. And right. Then you, you just see him two stick figures. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he was drawing. He was drawing like a couple horizontal lines and a couple vertical lines. You know, just, just like panels. I was like, wow. Panels. I guess. Yeah. I was like, eh, that's basic, but I mean, that's how you start. You know. Yep. That's how you get shit done. 
that was just the whole idea of uh, figuring out what you want. You know, some people figure it out early in life. Other people, it takes a lot longer. Yeah. And, uh, and the, you know, figuring out having some success uh, with it, doing what he wanted to do, too. That's what I always, that's one thing, like, when I talk about music, too, is, or like, you know, a band like 200 Stab Wounds, they're not ever going to be a multi-platinum artist. They know that. You know, just like he knows he's not going to sell a million comics or a hundred thousand comics even or whatever by doing what he's doing, but it's for him. And then it finds its audience though, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that, that's always inspirational to me to see that. Do you think that what his comics, do you think you would find them interesting? Do you like, um, well, I remember seeing them on the shelf in the nineties and as a kid, no, <laughs> as a kid, I was there, <laughs> I was mostly there for superheroes and stuff like that. But I do like, I remember seeing stuff like Peter Bags, Hate, and uh, American Splendor, and uh, a few other underground comics. But uh, now, yeah, I, I, I would definitely check them out. I noticed that the, his last appearance with uh, David Letterman, um, that they they were showing the real clips, and then right. in the last appearance, they they did Paul Giamatti. I, I was wondering, do you think they embellished anything on that last thing to make it more dramatic for the movie? Or well, do you think I that- read about it and he apparently was that he was banned from the show after his last appearance. So oh, okay. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, that's something about this movie. I don't think they embellished anything in this yeah. movie. It is I, so. I was just wondering earth. if the dialogue on that last confrontation was exactly how it went down. I, I can't say obviously, but, uh, yeah, uh, I just I didn't see a lot of embellishment here. <laughs> it just this is not that, and that's what I like about it. Like they they kept the aesthetic of the comic. They they you know if they did embellish it, it rang true. It was very believable and realistic because I at no point was like okay that that's not how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I really liked it. I I thought the I I'd give it easy. It, Three, three and a half stars. I, I thought it was really good. Probably one of the, the best adaptations of a comic book I've ever seen. It's up there with Sin City. Very faithful, you know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely faithful. Man, got, I like... They got I Toby, like that he, Toby's spot on. Oh, love Toby. <laughs> Toby's um, the greatest. But in, in an early scene when they show the real Harvey Pekar, and they're like, yeah, they got this guy to play me. I don't think he looks anything like me, which is hilarious because he looks a lot like <laughs> they, did, they did a pretty good job and yeah. and Giamatti pulled it off too man just his whole demeanor like going off criticizing Revenge of the Nerds and everything like I love that whole scene like I was like I don't know why I identified with that but yeah <laughs> nitpicking a movie apart <laughs> and you know that's funny because I thought of you when he was doing it yeah I, was like, I really that's, did that's how I do I was like damn Sean Ron and, and him I are were, like, who doesn't like Revenge did, of the Nerds? I was like, did Sean hang out with this guy in Cleveland or what? <laughs> Let me I tell was, you about Mrs. Davis. <laughs> Let me tell you what's wrong with Mrs. Davis. Um, I watched 10 minutes and I'll give you the whole thesis of the whole show. <laughs> I, watched two full, I watched two fucking hours of my life on that moronic yeah, shit. He's watched more than me, Rob. We'll, so, we'll, have, to, we'll hey, have to give him his I got to give him time. credit. You won't watch the second episode <laughs> to form your own opinion of the show. Yeah. I don't know why I don't jive with that stuff or it has to 
Nobody cares. Way. It ain't the end and of the world. I know, but I I just I want to enjoy things. <laughs> like I don't I don't like it when I don't enjoy things. I'm like so that's right. why I always end All up right, revisiting car. But that's that's why I revisited Harry Potter so many times. I was like Steve I, I just I I want to I want to understand it. I want to I want to understand why people like this. You know, we like this movie is about a cranky old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not always a good premise. Um, but I could definitely relate to him for sure. Um, yeah, but Sean's, Sean's not as socially you, awkward. <laughs> like Sean can talk to somebody. I don't think that guy was really that socially awkward though. I think you he don't? just. Uh, I think he was definitely. Um, I think he was just truthful. <laughs> that's a lot Very like sean i like when i like when uh his wife was pointing out all the um clinical the clinical problems yeah. with oh, yeah. <laughs> Di- yeah. <laughs> diagnosing yeah. everyone yeah 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 that was pretty good and his his i mean when they showed his real wife i was like Man, they, I mean, everybody did a great job. Like the actors, like <laughs> they fit. nailed these characters. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it's mid range for me. Like, yeah, it was, okay. It, it was interesting. I don't think I would have watched it if you wouldn't have made me watch it. But <laughs> so yeah, uh, American Splendor, HBO Max. If you're interested, check it out. Um, but yeah, very. It's it's a different kind of movie. Oh, you know, you just, know what I forgot to mention? I'm sorry. We can't let this go. I saw uh, Toby had a Cleveland Browns hat on in one scene. Oh, I saw that. I that knew was the old like that. school hat. Too, there, was a, there was a Cleveland Browns magnet on one of the refrigerators, too. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a Cleveland Browns jacket just in the background, like at the airport, too. I remember oh, I missed and, uh, that. When, he, when he first met his, his wife at the airport, there was somebody just because it was supposed to be Cleveland Airport. So, yeah. Uh, touching the detail is important though you know yeah, yeah i i enjoyed it didn't add to the story but it was something <laughs> nice for me <clears throat> yeah where'd you come across that one well, i'd heard about it for years um probably just on a comic book news website and i had never watched it i meant I for, the pod- just... for the podcast i was just did you come across it on hbo or something yeah i well i went looking for it it, it was just something that popped in my head um, I was probably watching that cartoonist kayfabe channel on YouTube. They talk a lot of, uh, about a lot of, uh, underground comics and stuff. And I think the one guy, Ed Piscor, I think he actually worked on some, I think he, he was one of the artists for that worked with Harvey P car. Cause he, he's in wow. Pennsylvania. So, and he, he's all about underground shit. Um, so that's probably what sparked my, my memory about it was the, the cartoonist kayfabe YouTube channel, which I highly recommend. I love that channel. If you if you love comics and want to hear two guys who love comics more than anybody and are also experts, uh, you should just check that channel out. They pro- if you have a favorite comic series, Dark Knight Returns or a Punisher Run, they've probably covered it at some point. And if they haven't yet, they probably will, because uh, they, they, they cover everything from the underground stuff to you know the the super high selling mainstream stuff. They cover it all. They they like all comics. It's a really uh, cool channel. That's, that's what that's what people are thinking they're getting when they click on this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we're, no, we're not experts. No, we're just going to talk about Star Wars and how George Lucas <laughs> fucked this up. It's basically a Star Wars fanboy <laughs> channel. We just dabble now this, in some I other think this things. Is, I think this has become a Marsha Lucas uh, fan <laughs> channel. <clears throat> but I, I recognize that poster of American Splendor immediately. Like I, okay. I had seen it. I think it. I remember when it came out. 
Yeah, it came out early 2000s, uh, early aughts. I've heard of it. I just, I didn't know it was about that, though. I mean. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, next week, we're doing a comic book. We're going to do Hellboy, The Crooked Man. Uh, It is on my, (gasps) I'll send you like um, the details of where you can find it on my comicsology. I don't have to listen to the end of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, check, uh, Hellboy Crooked Man. It's only like three issues, but the the new Hellboy movie, the, the main story is supposed to be inspired by this particular story. So I think we'll, who's going to be Hellboy? Uh, I forget who they cast. So they recast again, huh? Oh, it's not the guy from Stranger Things? No. I thought uh, he was good. He was good. I, I liked him a lot. They, they cast somebody, and I've seen him in stuff, but hes I don't think he's had like a major role. I don't remember his name. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to who, it. Uh, who owns the rights to this? Who's the distributing Hellboy? it? Yeah. Uh, Mignola still owns the rights, as far as I know. I don't think he's outright like sold. Like what studio, though? Who did the... Uh, I don't know. I, it might I be Lionsgate remember. again. Lionsgate uh, did the last one. I'm not sure if, if it's Lionsgate again. It might be. I don't know. Mm. Do who not know. Verse? first one new line yeah new line cinema i believe i've watched that first hellboy so many times the golden army one i had maybe once or twice i'll have to revisit that one and then i remember seeing the other one with you that was awesome that was one time i was in ohio i got to see a movie with sean mm. i like yeah, that i like the latest one i thought it was pretty good yeah it's actually my favorite because it's to me it's the truest to the comic the other ones are guillermo del toro movies and they're good, but this one had way more comic stuff in it. And you can't go wrong with the source material. That's why we're there. So keep that up. But do you guys have anything else? Nada. Nope. All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Ciao. Yeah.